The thrill and excitement of March Mania is here, and DraftKings Sportsbook, one of America's top-rated sportsbook apps, is giving new customers a shot to turn 5 bucks into $150 instantly in bonus bets with any college basketball bet. You can find all the lines and available odds, of course, at the DraftKings Sportsbook app. North Carolina listeners, don't forget, DraftKings Sportsbook is now live in your state. Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app and use code SBNFL. New customers can bet 5 bucks to get $150 instantly in bonus bonus bets only at DraftKings Sportsbook with code SBNFL. The crown is yours. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER or in West Virginia, visit www.1800gambler.net. In New York, call 8778-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY. In Connecticut, help is available for problem gambling. Call 888-789-7777 or visit ccpg.org. Please play responsibly on behalf of Boot Hill Casino and Resort 21 plus age varies by jurisdiction void in Ontario. Bonus bets expire 168 hours after issuance. See dkng.com slash bball for eligibility, deposit restrictions, terms, and responsible gaming resources. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Welcome back to another edition of the Arrowhead Pride Report. I am Steven Serta. It is Wednesday, September 20th. The Kansas City Chiefs return to the practice field this afternoon to begin their preparation for Sunday's contest against the 0-2 Chicago Bears. So let me welcome in the leader of Arrowhead Pride, Pete Sweeney. Sween, we haven't talked since Monday. The Chiefs are taking on the 0-2 Bears on Sunday. They are the biggest favorite right now, according to the DraftKings Sportsbook, at minus 12.5. I tend to believe this is a get-right game for the Kansas City Chiefs offense. Maybe I'm jumping the gun a little bit, but I would not be shocked if the Chiefs dropped 35 points on Sunday. Yeah, the Bears have really struggled uh, to to start this year, and I think the, the Chiefs offense has sort of needed an opponent like this. I, I keep saying it and I understand that the Lions lost last week and I, I know the Jackson didn't look really especially good against the Chiefs but I think the Chiefs started their season against two playoff teams I, I really do the Chicago Bears are not that and so if you're looking for um, an opponent to kind of get right against it is the, ba- the Bears and I, I think you know you don't have to worry about jinxes there because this is an Andy Reid led team and we're going to go to Arrowhead today, and I'm sure you'll hear on from the podium later, Andy Reid say it doesn't matter about the records, and this is a well-coached uh, team with, with uh, very good players and, and whatnot, and he'll still keep them working. And uh, it's tough to have a draft game with Coach Reid because he doesn't let guys get complacent, and they shouldn't be you know, at this point. The defense has performed well. The offense has performed poorly, and in a one-score win last week, you can make a case, hey, uh, Chiefs are fortunate to get out of those first two weeks with 500, but you'd feel a lot better if the offense looks good against the Bears, which they should. So we, we'll see if that happens on Sunday. Yeah, you mentioned it. We should hear from Andy Reid and Patrick Mahomes later this afternoon. So make sure you're on the lookout for that on the Arrowhead Pride Podcast Network. And 
coming out of the first two games, one and one, I think is a big win for the Kansas City Chiefs is they're still trying to figure things out offensively. But through two games, the defense looks fantastic. And we pointed it out last week on Arrowhead Pride. And now this week, it's getting pointed out all over the place. But the Chiefs next six games against the Chicago Bears, against the Zach Wilson led New York Jets, against the Minnesota Vikings, who cannot stop anybody defensively. Then you have division games against the Broncos, Chargers, and Broncos. And right now, those teams are a combined 1-11 in uh, across the first two weeks of the season. So the schedule setting up very nicely for the Kansas City Chiefs. And while they, they should win all of those games, the Chiefs every year lose a game that they're not supposed to. So I wouldn't be shocked if they drop one of those games. But even so... I mean, we're talking about a team that could be seven and two here in a, in a, in six weeks, and and nobody would yeah. be shocked by that at all, even after a kind of ugly start for the Chiefs at times. Yeah, you got to be careful in the NFL, just because it seems like things are going to go a certain way. We see upsets even each and every week. But what I think we can confirm is just the fact that we thought the beginning of the schedule, especially, was going to be a very tough schedule, and then things happen. Right, the Vikings haven't looked as good. Aaron Rodgers is seemingly out for the season if people will see if he can come back for the playoffs uh and you know you kind of look at the division and once again it just seemed a lot more mediocre than we thought it would be and so yeah you have in front of you this grand opportunity to really take control of the afc heading into that germany game against the miami dolphins and kind of like we were saying with it beginning this week just because you are going to be clearly better than your opponents you got to be very careful here about getting complacent and again that's where Andy Reid comes in Patrick Mahomes at this stage of his career to me is like an extension of Andy Reid everything Andy Reid says Patrick Mahomes kind of says it in his coarse Texas accented way but they're always on the same page about making sure that these guys bring it each and every day and whether it be the Bears or the, the Vikings again who are all under 500 the Broncos coming up here I still think the Chiefs will, will be in a position where they're not going to take any of these wins for granted they're going to go out and earn them and with Wednesday's practice, we should get our first injury report of the week. Uh, no major issues coming out of week two for the Chiefs, but Andy Reid did mention Kadarius Tony was dealing with some kind of foot issue, uh, but didn't seem too concerned about it. So hopefully we'll get an update on that today. Also worth monitoring is just kind of how the Chiefs deploy Chris Jones and Travis Kelsey at practice this week. Obviously, Chris Jones looks spectacular, only playing about half the snaps last week. Travis Kelsey on the snap count as they ease him back in from the knee injury, but we hope to see them kind of ramped up this week and participating more in practice as we move along here. Yeah, I would think so. I would think so. Uh, Travis Kelsey actually ended up getting more snaps than I thought he would. Uh, Chris Jones only ended up playing half the game. Uh, Chris Jones looked to be 100%. And uh, I know that we always work in 100 percentile, right? He probably looked about 125%, which uh, is remarkable just considering he didn't have any kind of practice and was joking about potentially not being in football shape. I mean, he looked in, in football shape and more. Kelsey looked, looked to be in a little bit of pain, I, I thought, throughout the game, kind of fighting through it. Uh, but uh, according to Andy Reid, as you mentioned, it, it seemed like Kelsey came out of the game healthy. And so you, you wonder if he gets uh, a ramp up in practice this week. Uh, he was getting beat up. Andy Reid in his press availability, if you, you heard it on from the podium, said that. The Jaguars were, and as he described it, butching him at the line. So when you already come into the game hurt and then you're getting beat up at the line of scrimmage, you're obviously going to be, I, I think, a, a little bit upset about how things are going. Uh, yeah, the heat into that, he took, ended up taking a, an unnecessary uh, roughness um, penalty, ended up taking uh, another penalty, personal foul. 
And so, you know, you, you think about that stuff. And I, I think this is just another week to gradually feel uh, like yourself again. That was an unfortunate circumstance where he got injured just two days leading into the season opener. Uh, this has had to be, be a, a frustrating uh, time right now. Uh, you know, fortunately, Steve, he's had some, some emotional support to get him through that. We don't have to get into that part of it, but uh, I feel like this will be a better way for Travis Kelsey. Uh, and, and again, uh, you continue to ramp up Chris Jones. I think you see more than 50% of the snaps uh, coming up uh, on Sunday. And just for the listeners that might have missed it there, uh, it seems like Travis's brother, Jason Kelsey, confirmed that him and Taylor Swift are talking and possibly seeing each other right now. So hopefully that does help him uh, get back to 100% uh, faster than all of us hope. I think when the Chiefs started this game uh, against the the Jaguars, as I mentioned, just beating him up at the line, uh, you know, they knew – they knew trouble when it walked in, and it was in Jacksonville. <laughs> they, were able to, they were able to get through it and uh, pulled out the victories. Yeah, we didn't mention earlier this week, Travis Kelsey got into it with a Jags linebacker after the football game on Sunday. And th- this matchup now, going back to last season, obviously the Chiefs have beaten Jags three times, and obviously Jacksonville, a team that's on the rise, that's competing and, and contending and a playoff hopeful team. But it kind of seems like you know the Chiefs are that team now. Everybody wants to beat them, but it also seems like everyone really dislikes them in in a lot of ways. Like we see this rivalry with the Cincinnati Bengals. Now it's carrying over to Jacksonville and we've seen them have some battles with the Buffalo Bills. It's it's when you're top the AFC. It seems like every team in the NFL just absolutely dislikes you for that. Yeah. And I, I think we went into the season and I, it might've been a misconception uh, that I'm, maybe noticing like I, I don't know if you felt this way Steve but coming into the year it was like the AFC was going to be the version of the big bad western conference in the, the NFL it was kind of just oh let's see what happens in the AFC and I think what you've noticed uh, in the NFC is I think the Eagles are, are there uh, again I know that they've kind of had a slower start than maybe they would have wanted when it comes to just the, the level of play they've been able to get out with uh, two victories um, but the Dallas Cowboys are, are a scary team. You know, I, I think the Green Bay Packers are better than people thought. Certainly the San Francisco 49ers, the Los Angeles Rams are suddenly resurgent. Uh, so I, I just think it, it you come into the NFL season thinking a lot of things about how everything is going to go. Uh, and it, sometimes it, it can be completely different. And I, I think the AFC is probably as good as we were noting. Um, but there are a lot of solid teams that can reasonably win the Super Bowl this year. So it's not going to be maybe as easy uh, as a road as we thought. And I had mentioned the Jaguars. I, again, I, I think Trevor Lawrence has had a, had a, had a slow start here. But I, I still like them to maybe play the Chiefs in the AFC title game. I'm not backing down from you know what I, I know is considered a bold position, a, a prediction there. Um, but I think they're right there. And so you add them to the Bills. And I know the Bengals are on too as well. But I, I think they'll be there. Uh, and so it, it is a very crowded NFL again, and the Chiefs are going to really have to earn it if they're going to repeat as Super Bowl champions. Yeah, it, it just hasn't been a very clean start for teams in the AFC. I know the Miami Dolphins have looked spectacular, but obviously 
Bills rough week one. Joe Burrow's hurt right now. I do think that Baltimore is kind of flying under the radar. Like Baltimore and Lamar in this new offensive system has yeah. looked really good, but they're not really getting a lot of the attention for whatever reason. And maybe right now there's a case to be made that they're the best all-around team in the AFC. Uh just based on the the slow start we've seen from the Chiefs offense. But I mentioned out of the gate that I believe this is a get right game for the Kansas City Chiefs all around. And, you know, there was high expectations for the Chicago Bears team. I, I think the expectations were too high. And I, I mentioned that all throughout the offseason, even though I'm a big Justin Fields fan and I would love, love to see him succeed. It, it just seemed like the expectations were set a little bit too high for the talent around him and on that roster. And through two weeks, the Chicago bears team has one of the least efficient offenses in the NFL, one of the worst offenses in the NFL and one of the worst defenses to go with one of the worst pass rushes in all of football. So this is the kind of game where if the chiefs don't mess around and shoot themselves in the foot, like we saw at times last week against Jacksonville, I think this is a get right game for the Kansas City Chiefs offense and another opportunity for the defense to just absolutely annihilate the competition. Yeah, I think when it comes to Chicago, I, you know, Ryan Poles, who was with the Chiefs for years and years and years, dating back to the Pioli days, uh, he went over to Chicago. Uh, I like Poles a lot. I think he's a good talent evaluator. I, I felt the same way about Chris Ballard. Things haven't really gone his way in Indianapolis, but. Back to polls, I, I think what you saw him do maybe a, a year ago here is kind of strip down the Bears and create a long-term plan. And I think the Bears showed some signs last year, especially at the quarterback position. I, I think we all know what Justin Fields can do when he has some of the help around him. And I think what, what happened was is they became a really hot pick, and, and this is rare, but they became a really hot and popular pick to be like a year ahead. And they're not a year ahead. They're a year behind, which is, I think, what – Holes knows and had in mind kind of headed into this thing that you had to strip it down to the bare bones and figure out what you have, what you don't have, and, and then attack it that way. And I think he probably was eyeing 2024, maybe even 2025, of like, let's get the Bears back to being well or one of the more respected uh, football teams in the NFL by 25. And I think you're seeing that rebuilding process right in front of you, and you'll be seeing it here at Arrowhead. This is not a team – that should even come close to beating the Chiefs, right? Like maybe you see a, a, an interesting first quarter, things go a certain way. We always talk about the football isn't round. Uh, but by the second quarter, third quarter, this game should be in hand because that's just where the Bears are at, at this stage. They're a mess offensively, a mess defensively. Uh, as you were saying, Fields is the only bright spot. Uh, with how the defense has looked, they should be able to handle any kind of game where Fields goes crazy and somehow pulls off this magical upset at Arrowhead Stadium. So, I, I know that we're saying a lot of things that probably are making a Chiefs fans uneasy. This is a, a team that rarely covers the spread, so to speak, but I, just hard to find something to worry about heading into this particular matchup. The Chiefs just have such high aspirations, and they, they've looked good enough. I, I think they can look better than they have. And then meanwhile, the, the Bears have been a train wreck. And so that's that's what you have coming up here uh, in week three. And rightfully so, Justin Fields in the offense is going to get most of the attention going into this game. But it's really the Bears defense that Chiefs fans should be paying attention to. In week one, they gave up 38 points to the Green Bay Packers. Like Jordan Love has looked nice this season for the Packers. They've got one of the youngest rosters in the NFL. And to drop 38 points in a week one matchup, is pretty ridiculous. And then last week they got roasted by Baker Mayfield and the Tampa Bay Buccaneers, which 
certainly aren't uh, trotting out one of the best offenses in football, but they dropped 27 points. So this is a prime matchup for the Kansas City Chiefs to step into this part of their schedule, which is the part that lines up perfectly for them to go on this run, try to create some separation from some teams in the AFC and figure things out offensively. This is the perfect team for them to go against this week to try to jumpstart the offense and get things going and figure out what they got in some of these pass catchers. You could call a transitive property game, uh, as you were just describing, Steve. If Jordan Love did what he did and Baker Mayfield did what he did, what is Patrick Mahomes going to do with this team? <laughs> and I, I think that's the, the name of the game. He's Pete Sweeney. You can follow him on Twitter at PG Sweeney. Make sure you're locked into arrowheadpride.com all week. We will have everything you need to know about this matchup with the Chicago Bears at 325 Arrowhead time this Sunday. I'm Steven Serta. That's where you can find me on Twitter. As always, please make sure you subscribe, rate, and review everything that we are doing on the Arrowhead Pride Podcast Network. Me and Pete will be back tomorrow with another edition of the Arrowhead Pride Report.